This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals began a two-game set tonight with New Jersey. Lineup updates on Ovechkin, Oshie, and Eller. And a longtime NHL referee's career comes to a sudden end. Today's Thursday, March 25th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the Caps and the Devils tonight. Expect an optional skate this morning at MedStar Capitals Iceplex in advance of a 7 o'clock start this evening. Lots more coming up with Ben Raby at 4 o'clock today on Caps Game Day. But I'm flying solo this morning. I do have a couple of friends stopping by, though. Coming up on the show, we'll chat with Tariq El-Bashir from The Athletic on the defensemen, the goalies, and the Mass Mutual East Division race. Ken Saverin also going to stop by this morning to talk about how valuable these days without games have been this week and a whole lot more. As for the Capitals, mostly good news coming out of practice yesterday. Alex Ovechkin returning after a one-day maintenance day slash injury absence. Ovechkin seen at the start of practice having a chat with Caps head trainer Jason Service, and off he went. All signs pointing to his return tonight. Also, TJ Oshie was back and skating at practice. He missed Tuesday's skate due to personal reasons, but the news from Wednesday's skate not entirely good. Lars Eller, who did practice with the team on Tuesday, did not do so yesterday. His status uncertain for tonight. Michael Scarbosa up from the taxi squad and skated in Eller's place as the team's third-line center with Connor Sherry and Daniel Sprong. Head coach Peter Laviolette did not offer an update on Eller's status for tonight. He's officially listed as day-to-day with a lower body injury. Here's something else to keep an eye on tonight. Richard Ponick rotated in as well with Connor Sherry on the third line right side, but he may be the odd man out tonight after skating just four minutes and 28 seconds on Saturday against the Rangers. Otherwise, expect Evgeny Kuznetsov to skate with Ovechkin and Oshie on the top line this evening. Jacob Vrana, Nick Backstrom, and Tom Wilson would be on line two. Capitals also announced yesterday morning that Brian Pino and Phil Maillet were assigned from the taxi squad to AHL Hershey. No doubt to get some game action in this coming one day after Scarbosa and Garrett Pilon were recalled from north of the Mason-Dixon line. A note around the NHL and some unfortunate news among the ranks of the officials yesterday. Referee Tim Peel essentially fired by the league yesterday after comments he made into a hot mic during a game Tuesday between Nashville and Detroit. NHL Senior VP of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell made the announcement yesterday after Peel was heard on the Nashville TV broadcast after a penalty to the Preds' Victor Arvidsson, saying the penalty, quote, wasn't much, but I wanted to call an effing penalty early against before the audio was cut. Now, here's some context to what he was talking about there. Peel is implying, essentially, that a makeup call was necessary against the Predators. Peel was due to work his last game before his retirement on April 24th. Now, instead of a proper send-off for him, a sad and unfortunate end to a long career. With that, we shift gears. Making his Caps This Morning debut today, we welcome Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic to the show this morning. Tarek, I thought it was interesting that Peter Laviolette, in talking about the defense and thinking how deep this team is, you got Trevor Van Riemsdyk and you've got Jonas Siegenthaler 
all things being equal, as long as these guys are healthy, not any real reason from the coach to think that they're going to be in the lineup anytime soon. Play the top six, even if you're Zdeno Char at 44 years of age. You're not going to get a load manager. You're going to be playing, it sounds like, down the stretch here, unless those guys are needed for another reason. Well, it's always nice to have those guys in reserve. I mean, when you got NHL players, I mean, on, on other teams, Siegenthaler and Van Riemsdyk are in the lineup every single night. So to have those guys in reserve is uh, an incredible luxury for this, uh, this club. At the same time, you want to continue to develop that continuity. And as long as you're winning games, you don't have to start, and you're not taking a ton of penalties, you don't have to start loading up and putting 25 minutes on John Carlson and, and having Chara skate 21 minutes. You know, as long as things are going well, you're going to be able to spread those minutes out across all three pairs and, you know, make sure those guys are fresh going into the playoffs. I also would not be surprised, John, if we do see those other two, Siegenthaler and Van Reems, like as we get closer to the postseason, if it looks like things are kind of sewn up and I don't want to you know, get too far ahead, but maybe those guys do get mixed in a little bit just to you know give some bumps and bruises a chance to heal any thoughts and ben and i had discussed this after the signing of van reemsteik you've got a ton of one-way deals now for at least a year maybe further in a lot of the cases is this an indication of things to come is this just a building a depth what's your take on it General Manager Brian McClellan does not do things for just the sake of doing them. There is certainly something behind this with the trade deadline coming up. The first thing that I thought of was, huh, right-handed shot getting re-signed. Maybe a right-handed shot is on his way out. You know, I, I checked with some sources, and you know, no one said that's not the case. But also, this team is looking ahead to the expansion draft. I mean, they're going to lose a very good de- um, uh, player, and it could be a defenseman. And they like what they've seen from Van Riemsdyk. $950,000 cap hit over two years is a very affordable rate for a 29-year-old puck-moving defenseman uh, who's got a lot of experience. I almost feel like it's it's a situation where you know you go shopping for one thing, and then you see, okay, well, that's uh, that's on sale over there. Why don't I load up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eventually need that. I might need it even sooner. Let me go get one of those, too. <laughs> and um, I think that was kind of the situation uh, with Van Reems. Like, look, I can't say that the Caps are going to be moving someone out at the deadline, but this certainly gives them the flexibility to do so. It's kind of like the hoarding the toilet paper at the pandemic kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. It's like, hey, I need this. I may need this in six months. We'll find out. Uh, goalies, you've got two really good ones here mm-hmm. right now. Vitek Vanacek has more starts, more wins. He's been in for more. Ilya Samsonov, I kind of get the feeling, is starting to shift toward that number one role. In any case, you've got two young guys stopping the puck here. Does this team still need to go find a veteran goalie, or do they have what they have? I would say a month ago, I would have been scouring the market if I'm McClellan looking for a veteran goaltender. I think situation the situation has evolved. I mean, look, I, I'm, part of me says you don't want to go into the postseason with two guys who have never been in the postseason. That just seems like a bit of a, of a big risk, in my opinion. That said, I think maybe you can start lowering your target a little bit. Maybe you don't have to go out and, you know, trade away a high pick or a prospect and go get, you know, I'm just kind of pulling this out, a Jonathan Quick or a Pekka Rene. Maybe you can go with a Jonathan Bernier or someone who's maybe a little bit less but has some veteran experience. I I don't know if Craig Anderson, where he fits into this, but it doesn't seem like he's fitting into the puzzle right now. But in terms of the guys here in D.C., I mean, you know, it really is Vitek and Samsonov right now. I think what happens here over the next two, three weeks will determine where those crosshairs, you know, kind of are, are, are you have to go high or can you go medium or maybe can you go low or maybe, okay, these guys posted two shutouts apiece and they're playing well. Let's just roll the dice and go with them.
The division race as it stands right now, the Capitals seem to match up pretty well with Pittsburgh. They match up pretty well with Boston, the one blip on the radar notwithstanding. The one team that they don't seem to match up very well with at all is the New York Rangers. Going to see those Caps Rangers games coming up here again in the window on Sunday and then in New York next week. Two games with the Devils in the meantime. Take care of business now, but as far as Philadelphia and where they are in the division, they lose again two nights ago. And as far as that goes, you've got a team that suddenly is opening the door for the Rangers. That would not be good for Washington. If, if the Rangers got into that four spot, I don't know about you, that would concern me a little. Uh, certainly concerning. It, it's funny, it, every season there's always that one team that the Capitals don't match up well against, whether it's Carolina a few years ago or, you know, it, it's it's the, the Rangers now. You look at the Rangers, they're a young, fast team, and they're when they want to turn it on, they can still turn it on. So, yeah, you do not want to see the Rangers sneak in, but you look at the way the race is shaking out. I mean, the Flyers look spent. They look done. I, I, I think you can almost lock in Washington, Boston, Pittsburgh. Those are three teams that I think you can lock the Islanders. I think, I think those are the four right there. And then after that, someone's going to you know, gonna sneak their way in there. And you don't want it to be the Rangers if you're the Capitals. And you know what? You, you can do something about it. You, you can take points from them. And they have not been successful at doing that thus far. But you know what? If you want to manipulate the standings, you got an opportunity coming up. Always good to see you in person, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not enough face-to-face chats these days for us and, you know, probably you too. Good to see Tark at the rink and always good to catch up with people in person these days. One of the few guys I do get to see face-to-face a lot still, Ken Sabarin. We chat about time off this week, managing the D, and what he would do with two young goalies. This is a nice little stretch of games, is it not? Listen, for you as a former player, you know this better than anybody. When you have the time to be able to get away from the rink for a couple of days, you know, usually there's an all-star break. There's none of that this year. The stretch is coming where you're playing in front of empty buildings. You're playing every other day. I got to believe the mental strain is really difficult to be able to walk away here for a few days. This is valuable time for the Caps. They're still going to practice, but some time away from the rink, time away from the travel, time to be home with your family. This is a nice little stretch for this team right now. Yeah, it comes at the right time, I believe, for them. You know, it's been a grind. They're an older team, one of the oldest, if not the oldest team in the league. They, you know, they need some rest. They got, they've been very fortunate in injuries. A lot of guys have been playing a lot of hockey, especially in the decor. They've been in there pretty much the whole year. So it's nice to get a little rest, get away from the rink, you know, do something different different more mentally than physically I believe it is it just gives you that get recharged to come back and you get ready for the uh, the, the stretch run down the end of the season I think these guys are looking forward to it to have some fun with it uh, maybe maybe look do something different have a little bit of a light practice instead of always being getting ready for the next next opponent so these guys will enjoy this one I know that because when I was playing I'm telling you when you knew there was a day off there was so much excitement that night after the end of the game whether you won or lost you were you didn't have to come that rink that was awesome a little bit of a smile on your face no <laughs> doubt as uh, the cap's getting ready for the second half here a couple guys i want to ask you about let's kind of focus on the d that's your area of expertise i love the job and ben and i have talked about it on the show a bunch what nick jensen has done this season to be able to go from a guy who at times didn't look like he had any confidence last year to be able to see him step up under chara at the beginning but now it feels like even we saw him with orlov a little bit in the last game of the rangers on saturday and whatever whoever he's with he 
just produces. He's playing at a level of confidence we haven't seen. What do you see? What do you like about Nick Jensen? Well, the biggest thing I like about him is that his speed. He's using his speed to his advantage right now. You know, he's getting up on the on the play. He's jumping in. You know, he's he's making that first pass or he's skating it out of the zone because he's so quick. He can jump in and pinch. And if he does get caught a little bit, he's got the speed to get back and recover. So I just think he's seeing the ice. He's playing. I think the key is confidence. I mean, you ha- you can't play this game without confidence. I don't care who you are, how many years you play, how many goals you score. If you don't have confidence, you just can't play this game. And I think Chara's done wonders for him. I mean, obviously, he's there. He's got him covered all the time, talking to him. A big leader, I'm sure, talking to him in the dressing room. To me, I like the way he's playing. He jumps in at the right time, and he's making that first pass. And that's key as a defenseman. You can have the speed, but you got to make that first pass, get it up to the forwards, and then he follows up and closes those gaps. It makes it tough to play against. How much do you want to see Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Jonas Siegenthaler get into the lineup down the stretch? And I say that only because I look at the defensive depth on, the, depth on this team, and I see a team that is eight deep ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs if everybody's healthy. But these guys haven't played much, and going back to February, they virtually haven't played at all. Some have dressed. Uh, Siegenthaler got 15 seconds. Van Riemsdyk dressed and didn't even get anything uh, in a game last week. How important as a D-man, if, you, if you're not playing a whole lot and suddenly you're thrust into that situation, I would think sometime, maybe not immediately, but before the end of the season, how do you get them games, first of all, and how many do you need in a role like that? Well, I think how you get them. I mean, if you have a big league going down the stretch and, and, and hopefully there's no injuries, no major injuries to get somebody in there. But if you have a big lead in the standings, you can afford to sit some guys, rest some guys, get them in there. But I do believe they need to get them in there because if something happens, they're going to, like you said, they're going to be in the lab. They're not going to be sitting on the bench. They're going to be playing. If they're going to be one of the six, they're going to be playing. So it's it's up to them to keep themselves in as much skating shape as possible. You can only do so much skating and bag skating at the end of practice or whenever it is. It's not the same when you're hitting, grinding it out against a regular uh, opponent. So they're going to have to work it in there. I'm sure they're talking about it. I'm sure they're trying to figure it out. They have everything planned out. But right now, they're in a dogfight to keep that first place. Maybe in the second half, at the end of this little rest, maybe they get a game or so. And maybe they rest a guy like Char on a back-to-back, maybe down the stretch a little. There's a few back-to-backs. A good opportunity to maybe get the big guy you know, a night off or two nights off here down the stretch. I don't want to be the guy to tell Char he's coming <laughs> out, but I agree with you. Getting him a spell here or there might be good. All right, so the Devils coming in. This is another 2-2. Two and two. Back-to-back-to-back, 2 and twos for the Caps, which means you don't have to overthink the goalies yet. You're going to play Vitek for one. You're going to play Elia for one. They're both going to get playing time coming out of this stretch. At some point, you're probably going to make the decision, though. You're the coach on his team. What do you do with the goalies? Well, you know, they're going to go back-to-back. Obviously, they're going to go back and forth for a little while. But I would, you know, if they want whoever it is, I would believe probably the last 10 to 15 games, we're going to know who's going to be this number one goaltender. Obviously, if they keep playing the way they're playing, whoever that may be, he's going to make his decision because you got to see, can you can you roll with a guy, you know, seven, eight games in a row like you do in playoffs? Can you keep rolling with a guy? So I think as long as they're playing the way they're playing, it's going to be a tough decision. That's a good decision. If you're the, if you're the goal, Goalies, that's a great decision for the, the coach. You know, make you got to force him to do his job. He's got to coach a little bit here. So I think they're going to go back and forth for a while, but I would say maybe the 10 to 12, 13 game mark left in the season, you're, you're going to know who the number one is. We appreciate you getting up early with us here. Uh, you're more of a morning person than Benny is anyway, but thanks, Kenny. Yeah, oh, my pleasure. Thank you. One more thing before we get to the out of town scoreboard it was 11 years ago tonight that this happened. Comes Carlson, fires, scores! 
Wilson from between the circles. And this game is tied up at two apiece on a milestone goal for Capitals defenseman John Carlson. His first NHL tally. And John Carlson all smiles as he's greeted by his teammates on the Capitals bench. That's Steve Colby on the call, the first of what is now 112 NHL goals heading into tonight's game for John Carlson. That his first in the National Hockey League. He became a Calder Cup champion for the second time later that season, and of course, a Stanley Cup champ in 2018. He enters play tonight one goal behind Mike Green and Callie Johansson for a share of third place all-time in goals scored by a defenseman in franchise history. In the division race last night, the Penguins now just two back of the Capitals for second place in the Mass Mutual East. They walloped the Sabres last night at PPG Paints Arena by a 5-2 final. Two goals in the first, two in the second. Sidney Crosby scored his 13th of the season. Rasmus Dahlin scored for the Sabres in a loss. That is now a mind-numbing 15 straight losses for Buffalo. Quick note last night down on the farm, the Hershey Bears won 6-2 over the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Phil Maillet, who we told you earlier, had gotten assigned to the Bears yesterday morning. Good thing, I guess, he had five assists last night in the win. Games in the division tonight. The Islanders game in Boston is a go. The Bruins had a practice last night, resuming hockey activities after their COVID pause. Not much turnaround time for them. 7 o'clock game at home tonight against the Isles. And the Rangers tonight continue to make a push toward the top four. They play the team right in front of them, meeting Philadelphia at Wells Fargo Center at 7 o'clock. So the standings on this Thursday morning with the Caps and Devils set to go head-to-head tonight. It's the Islanders in first with 46. Capitals with two games in hand and two points back at 44. Pittsburgh now at 42, just two back of the Caps. Boston with 36th and 4th. Philadelphia trying to hold off the Rangers with a whip and a chair. 34 points for the Flyers, 32 for the Rangers. New York with a win in regulation tonight can tie them for 5th. Caps-Devils tonight at 7. Our coverage begins at 4 o'clock with Caps game day. Ben Raby's got you covered there. Network air is at 6.45. Happy Thursday and happy game day, everybody. For the latest from the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.